Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sisterly Pod. Uh, today is December second, twenty twenty one, and um, we're not we're not doing too hot over here. Um, the Flyers are uh, winless in their last seven, and um, I've I've got I've got a lot of thoughts. I'm sure all of us have our own rants that we can go on. I mean. I w- let's introduce the panel and then and then we can get into it because truthfully I don't even know where to start so uh yeah I Grace, I'll, I'll say hi to the people hello it is Grace we're back again um just so all the listeners at home are aware of the current situation um and I am also obligated to say this I am from Rangers country as has been mentioned and a good friend of mine, Andrew, who is the host of Grand Central Sports Pod, and I have an ongoing bet. Anytime the Rangers and the Flyers play each other, whoever whoever's team wins is at the mercy of the other. Um, so I'm currently sitting here with uh, NYR New York Rangers written in eyeliner on my forehead. <laughs> I was just going to ask if it was eyeliner. <laughs> no, it's, it will be washed off immediately after ending this pod and we are also back again with an amazing guest Phyllis say hi to the people hi people <sighs> I mean it could be worse you could have used sharpie <laughs> yeah oh it's the, it's the it's the little positives in all of this right there I'm finding it harder and harder as these games keep counting down to find any positives uh any of you listening, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I had an absolute meltdown. Um, it's just, I am drained. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I lost my shit over that five-minute major where we, like, did we have a shot, like, on goal during that five-minute major? Dan, you're the stats man. Did we even get a shot? I think they had three, if I remember correctly. Yeah. In five minutes. Yep. I'm like, really? Guys. I actually yeah. turn game off. I never, ever turn a Flyers game off. I don't. I turn when I turn that shit off when they scored the empty net goal. I was just like, oh God, end this now, please. Yeah. I uh the fact that Morgan Frost was the only one who scored makes me <laughs> my blood is boiling. Boiling. Barbie got hurt. I'm like, well, could that have, could that loss have been any worse? I'm like, at least, at least the only thing we didn't get shut out. Barbie got hurt. Barbie oh, was barely. Yeah. Hey, barely, barely counts. I'm sorry. We got a goal, so we didn't get shut out. I didn't have to hear that shit. Because I have, I have a couple friends that are Rangers fans, and I've been waiting all day. I know I'm gonna hear it. I hate it. Work. I appeared and they're almost all at work my rangers friends i like you know you can appear offline on business skype like i'm just gonna appear offline i'm just gonna hide like i don't feel like hearing this shit uh yeah i'm just glad i don't work at a connecticut ice arena anymore because that was mer- I, I had to go into work on the day of nine and then the next day and i i wanted to turtle <laughs> Did people give you uh like condolences cards? Yeah. No, but I I did get like five to ten FaceTimes in a row from people. 
Like, because I had left, I think, in the second I got home, it was the third. And I just got FaceTime after FaceTime, like, oh, your team sucks. And I know we suck. The day of 9-0 was the day I got my flyers tat. Oh, no. <laughs> literally getting permanent ink on my back. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, son of a... I get home, it's like 8 nothing. I'm like, oh, brother. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I want to feel better about losing your bet because I had to wear this at a on a uh, Skype uh, audio call, video call. It's a Wayne Simmons. I didn't pay for it, but I had to wear it on a video call. So, because I don't even know, but apparently, I don't know, Toronto did something. I guess, I, I want to say it was last year when the Flyers didn't make the playoffs. And, uh, and Toronto did. Half of my team is in Toronto, so I had to wear that. It's it's gonna be that again this year. I uh, I think I, our playoffs. That feels, just, saving grace is Toronto will choke in the playoffs. That is the only oh. saving grace. They will. Half of your team but, might be in Toronto, but guess where half of the Flyers are right now? On the injury list. <laughs> but at least they're not on the golf course yet. Oh, oh yeah. we're get we're getting there. What the hell is wrong with Ellis? Can like seriously get him fixed? Whatever is wrong with him, like bionic, whatever, get him back on the ice. I will. I will give him my lower body, so, <laughs> just so he can get back on the ice. Since we don't, don't know think... what the issue is. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> lower body part he needs, he can have mine. I don't need it. Boy might be upset with that, but hey, I'm willing to give it to. Like whatever <laughs> it takes to get him back on the ice, man. I'm. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm a huge Wade Allison fan, as has been mentioned earlier this podcast, earlier in the season for this podcast. He's finally on the Phantoms again. He's finally boot off skating again. Um, I want him back on the Flyers more than almost anything. I just don't want them to pull a haze and re-injure, rush the whole process. But that's a good sign. Does anyone else think that Couturier should be on the injury list? He, there's something wrong there. There's something wrong with Coots. I mean, when, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, unless it's a, like it's a it's a serious enough issue to the point where, like, he has to stay out of the lineup like Hayes and Ellis did. I don't think the Flyers can afford oh, to know. take him out of the lineup because then you have quite literally all of your centers injured. Yeah. Who are you who are you going to put up there? Like, I, I, like they don't have a choice unless he tears his ACL or something like, and it's to the point where he physically cannot skate. Like, unfortunately he's going to be out there on the ice. Yeah. We just have to hope and pray that he's injured because if this is the Sean Couturier we're seeing for the next eight years. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. And can, can we discuss the human traffic cone? When <laughs> combination going to be JBR and the press box? Cause we keep saying, Oh, we're trying all these different combinations. That's the combination I want. JBR. I mean, Fat, stank, bloated, mole-wearing ass in the press box. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, they all wear orange, so they are all technically human traffic cones. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Some are more mobile than others. He is. Yeah, you know, some are still try to get the puck. Like JBR's just like, oh, that's it's like my cat watching a spider. Oh, that looks (laughs) interesting. Yo, get up. Anyway, get you. She's up on my Pennywise shelf. Oh, no. Not the cat. <laughs> the cat, yeah. Pennywise shelf. 
Also, I apologize for my cat jumping on me in the middle of my intro and just immediately having to mute myself. <laughs> Happens. Happens. Um, what do we think is happening with Faraby? Um, we don't really... Dan, uh, the all-knowing being, do we know what the injury is or do we just know that it's not good and he couldn't continue playing? Uh, as far I have not heard anything as far as what it officially is, but when you crumple into the boards like that and favor your arm immediately, that's not Separ- good. Separated shoulder. That was my- yeah. Shoulder, collarbone, something up there. Either way, not- it's uh, not great. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, and like th- this entire team is is snake bitten right now, but. Joel Farabee is one of the key players that you were hoping that when this breakthrough happens, like he is the guy who's going to help get them out of here. And to have one of your young top offensive, you know, goal scorers from the, you know, the last season go down like this, you know, they're, they already can't score goals. Now they're going to lose this guy. I mean, they just can't catch a break. Well, I'm hoping they're off to what Sunday. I am really hoping that some rest and some ice fix whatever's wrong with him. Really, I'm hoping it's not serious. I mean, if we haven't I'm heard anything, it's an maybe absolute... it's not serious, but who yeah, knows? Yeah, didn't, I didn't see any announcement at all today. Did you, Dan? No, nothing. No, I checked right before. There was no announcement. Yeah. Usually, if I mean, further evaluated, you know, they say something. You know, he's seeing the doctor or, you know. To be fair, the press conferences have been a letdown, quite disappointing, and not at all informative. Oh my god. Do I actually trust them to give me any sort of concrete information, evidence of things getting better? No, I don't. So I don't. Comcast put out an article, a little five takeaways from Fletcher's press conference. I was like, you guys got five takeaways? I didn't get one, okay? I'm like, really? I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing with the players after the games too. You know, when whenever they lose, it's like, oh, you know, we gotta we gotta dig deeper. We gotta play tighter. You know, we gotta you know finish our checks and play sixty minutes and all that jazz. And it's just the same old shit, different day. And like, I I am you know fairly in tune with this team, but I think this is the most apathetic I have felt. Like this is worse than last season, and they were bad to say this i still think ab has lost the team i remember this from you guys might not be old enough to remember peter laviolette great coach for a year he was too hard on those players and there is a time for every kind of coaching style there is i don't think ab fits this team i just don't he doesn't seem to be able, and I'm not saying these guys don't make billions of dollars and that they, sh- I mean, like my coach doesn't rock, my you know boss doesn't rah rah me every day, but I'm also not making $8 million a year. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, or I would be doing this permanently, like, you know, for a living. Um, but I don't think AB is the right coach for this team. Um, I just don't. I, something tell, Hackstall wasn't the right coach either. <laughs> with the player oh he was freaking you weird. don't say he was freaking <laughs> weird man i sat behind the bench a couple of games you know and then the restraining order got put on because i was screaming for simmer all the time um <laughs> you know so we won't talk about that but like, 
that's right behind the bench. And he literally did not talk to his players. It was so fucking weird. Like, he would tap one of the assistant coaches on the, you know, and say something to him. The assistant coach would go down there. I'm like, what are you, like, it was just weird. But I don't think. Was for down the lane? Yeah. It was like, you know, does it get to, does the right message get there? Maybe he was telling JBR, sit the fuck still. You know, maybe he was saying, JBR, go hit somebody. And JBR, by the time he got JBR, it was just, just stand there. Don't move. Don't try to get the fuck. You know, you never know. But I don't think A.B. is the right coach for this team. I like him. I just don't think he's the right coach for this team. Um, I mean, at, at this point, I've seen coaches like that. I actually know uh, a coach I work under at the Temple Hockey team is like that, where he's a loud guy, he's loud at practice, he's loud in the locker room. During the games, unless he's yelling at the refs, is almost dead silent, and it works. Well, he just needs Hackstall, though, was that he wasn't even on the ice for most of the practices. Wait, really? That was what was weird. Oh. Like, like, I get behind the bench. You don't want to, like, upset the players or whatever. But he was very rarely on the ice for practices. I went to a few practices. I have a friend that goes to every single Flyers practice. I'm like, must be nice to be independently wealthy and not have a job. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not so much. <laughs> uh, so he, she was like, he's never on the ice. Now, she does say that A.B. seems really upbeat on the ice when he's on the ice with the team. But the the feeling there from the people that go to the practices is that the players do not seem engaged. So to me, that sounds like coach. That just sounds like it's the wrong chemistry. Well, Chuck Fletcher, you know what? I'm upset with him because all offseason... He admitted that there was an issue. He tried to rectify it. And he comes on. We are what we are. I wanted a, we suck. Our power play is shit. Not even detailed. Just more of a, we acknowledge that something's wrong. We understand your frustration. We're frustrated. We're going to do something. I didn't need the game plan down to, like, the drill. Just something's going to, it's not acceptable. No, it's it's not. I don't. I actually am going to disagree with both of you. I don't blame either of them for this. Chuck Fletcher went out and made all of the moves that he did this offseason. And, like, three quarters of them are not in the lineup right now. Like, it's it doesn't take a genius to see that this team is not going to be good when they have, when their top line center is, you know, playing incompetently because he's probably injured and they have no center depth to help it. Couturier's out. Hayes has been out. Brassard's out. Thompson's out. Ellis is gone. Like, there's, get- n- there's no possible way that you could have expected any team that is this marred by injuries to go the way that they did. Has AV been perfect? No. But ch- those were the players that he asked Chuck Fletcher to bring in this summer. And, they, and that's what he got. And we have not seen them at all. We, I think we got maybe, Dan, you were talking about this with Anthony earlier on, on the pod today. They've gotten maybe one or two games. It was the Dallas where, game. One game where, they where had everyone was entirely fully healthy. Yes. And they weren't even healthy because Ellis got hurt in that one. Again. I, I get that. I do. I expect from players that are getting paid 6 and $7 and $8 million a year that I'm seeing out of JBR out of uh, basically everybody on that ice. 
they are making an insane amount of money. If they are healthy and they are playing, I'm not expecting wins. I, and I people people bitch when I say this. I want to see the effort. That was the Rangers. That was Hextall go by a Porsche. I know none of those players. I know none of you guys remember that. But that team, that's that and the Penguins, I have to say, are probably our two biggest rivalries. When I see effort, when I see, like I said, and I'll pick on JVR because I fucking hate him. I had a party when he got traded the first time. I'm like, we're bringing him back. God, no. Um, when, <laughs> when I, like, oh, I'm going to go. When I see that effort, it infuriates me. They are making, I work with coworkers like that, and I make a shitload less than $8 million a year. And it's infuriating there. When you see it on a professional sports level, I, I just want to choke someone. And Phyllis, you hit the nail on the head. It's on the players. Yeah. Like the the coaching uh, staff is not perfect. Like I I will admit that, you know, I have they have made some decisions that I don't agree with, but AV has a proven track record as a winning coach in multiple places. This and this is his for full his first full like regular yeah. NHL season as a head coach. You know, the first season had the pandemic and then the second one was coming back from the pause. And I think it's unfair to pin it all on him when the Flyers are clearly dealing with a myriad of issues. When, again, like you said, you have players that are out there making eight, seven, eight million dollars and they're playing like this. I mean, at this point, it's it's on the players. Like, it doesn't matter how many coaches you put in there. If you fire him, like, say Mike Yao or Michelle Tarian takes the reins. How is anything going to get better? God, if Michael Tarion takes the reins, I swear I'll lose my shit. Um, I don't understand Fletcher standing behind Yeo, however you say his name. He's fired him before. He uh, Minnesota, against his will, he fired him before. He held on to about uh, three years too long. Yeah. So, are we going to hold on to him three years too long now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what Hextall did with Hextall. So oh, maybe. God. Yeah, that cost Hextall his job. It did. As it should have. <laughs> yeah, as it should have. I'm not saying, but, okay, and I'm not saying A.B. is a bad coach. That's not what I'm saying, and I'm not saying this is all on him. There's obviously a change needed. Great. You, I have to wonder if if I had a magic wand and healed every one of those guys, if there's going to be any difference. I, I Grace, I see you wanting to jump in here. <laughs> so, I didn't intend at all to discredit the injuries. I think that does play a huge factor in it, but you need to look at it as a big puzzle each player each coach Fletcher they all play a different size piece of that puzzle and I think that a huge thing to remember and focus on is that we had started to slow in scoring our defense had started to wobble even before we now had guys out like Broussard Thompson like this is not just a oh shit everyone's out one fell swoop it's Something is going wrong with Philadelphia. Something has been going wrong with Philadelphia for however long now. And it's at the point where absolutely, Katie, I agree with you in the sense that I am disappointed in every single person on the ice except for Hart and Jones. But and closure room. That, and, and closure. But yeah. it's that there's, I'm not on the fire AV train. I don't think that'd be smart. I think that'd be reckless. 
it wouldn't bring us any good really long term. I mean, get rid of them at the end of the season if you don't want them, but now would be bad. You can't neglect to acknowledge that they're also at fault for not lighting that fire even before all these injuries and keeping us somewhat put together. I, I it's, just bring up the 2010 team when we fired John Stevens uh, about this time and brought in Peter Laviolette again, he ended up being the wrong coach, but he was the right coach for that year. Right. I don't think any coach is that long-term coach for any team because players change. You've got young players, you've got older players. Laviolette was the coach that lit that fire. And again, they are making $8 million, $7 $8 million a year. They should be able to light their own damn fire. It's obviously not working. There's a change that's needed and no one seems to be able to, and I'm not saying fire AV. Do I think Terry and should get the hell out of town? Yes, he should have been in the unemployment line months ago. He should have been in the unemployment line last year. But different situations call for different coaches. And I've been around the Flyers long enough to know that there's, or at least to feel that that's the issue right now. Because you're right, they were going bad before all of these injuries. The power play sucked. The penalty <laughs> bad. What power play, Phyllis? What I know. power play? Again. <laughs> Sucked. It sucked really bad. Believe me, I have this conversation with someone on a regular fucking basis. The power every every game, basically. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I know the power play sucks. Um, but I, I honestly think Terrian could be the change. And going back to both of those coaches got fired and their teams won the Stanley Cup the next year. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe we should take a hint here. Uh, both Terrian and Yeo got fired and their teams then won. So, so I guess my, my question is then, if you, if you were to fire AV, A, why would you want Yao or Michel Therrien oh, behind the bench for that I very don't. reason? <laughs> I want Rick Tockett behind the bench. I want Rick to, I'm square. You I think am, this team can play Rick's, Rick Tockett style or John Tortorella style? Like if, like if you fire, if you, if you fire him. Who is out there that you would bring in reasonably? <laughs> this team is not good. It's the whole reason Tockett didn't want to go to Seattle is because they're rebuilding. You think yeah. Tockett's going to want to touch this team with a 10-foot pole? God, I would hope so. But I honestly, Danny Maria <laughs> my first choice. I, I, I firmly believe he is the future of this organization, coaching or managerial-wise. They are grooming him. I think he's ready to step up. I absolutely adore Danny Briere. Um Forget the fact that his accent does things to me that should be illegal in this country. But he he really <laughs> is. I'm sorry. Listen to us. <laughs> we would never fight. He, yeah, anyway. I, I honestly think Danny Breer, I've met him. I couldn't speak to him intelligently. But he is a very, very hockey smart guy. Um, I think they've got him down in one of their, like, one of, they bought him a team, basically. The Flyers bought him a team to play with. But I honestly think he's the future. I think they're bridging, they're using AB to bridge to Briere. And I really hope I'm right there because I think he would do amazing things with this team. Well, you see, Briere <laughs> is actually one of the top candidates to be the next general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. Nope. I'm going to kidnap him. He's not getting anywhere near that damn team. Nope, nope, nope. Not happening. He's <laughs> back to the Flyers. I just don't know where we can go from here. McEwen was great. And having and bringing new blood, new energy, new enthusiasm into it 
isn't a bad thing, but it's other than getting rid of your traffic cone, fellas. Yeah. I'm not sure. Let's say AV is this amazing, spectacular coach and can do no wrong. Let's say Fletcher isn't doing all he can. Let's say everyone in a coaching position is doing amazing. And it's all on the players. It's all on the injuries. What do we do now with this team? Again, the traffic cone is in the press box. I don't care who we bring up. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care. Bring up the like. I bring up the the ice cleaners or some shit. They would at least have a little more enthusiasm than JVR. Bring Lane, strong men. Bring Lane Simmons back. I like. Okay. I I have. What did I do with it? So JVR has six points. Makes what seven million a year? Dan seven or eight or between somewhere in between there. Seven, seven million. Seven. Seven yep. million. Simmons has nine points, makes a million dollars a year. Okay, granted, I'm a coupon kind of shopper. You're... <laughs> Simmons is the better value, and he's got way more heart. That's what this team lacks, in my opinion. I, I wrote an article for a blog, uh, I don't even remember which one, a really long time ago, talking about what a flyer is. JVR's mm-hmm. not a flyer. Because um, my firm belief is it's about the crest on the front, not the name on the back. And JBR is all about the name on the back. Simmons is about the crest on the front. I mean, yeah, I stole that from Herb Brooks and Kurt Russell, but that's what a flyer is to me. A player that plays for the team, for the, you know, and that's never been JBR to me. From the minute they drafted him, I I just, he's not that kind of player. So bring up somebody from the Phantoms that wants to play, that has that hunger, that enthusiasm. I I don't know if anyone we've drafted and put into the Phantoms flyer system can have that heart. I love Giroux. Uh, Clearly, he does care. Mm -hmm. He's shown that. But it's like I was, I retweeted it the other day. I am actually a soccer fan as well. And I saw a player on the union giving his pregame speech. And it was basically the equivalent of, we're not losing at home. It's not going to happen. Someone who has that energy. And yeah. You know what? I thought Atkinson was going to be one of those guys, too. And I think he is off the ice. But what is he doing on the ice right now? Well, he's got nobody like the whole like. Well, now Farabee's gone. They've been mixing up the lines. It, that Fab line, Farabee, uh, Atkinson, Broussard was freak was fabulous. And yeah, they were they were fabulous until they weren't. I mean, yeah. you know, with the team as snake bitten as they are, they've yeah. you know, like I understand why they're mixing up the lines because they're, they're trying to get the guys going, but. You know, I mean, nothing really seems to be working right now. Yeah. I mean, I think if the team was playing the way they are and everybody was healthy and in the lineup, I would understand the argument for wanting to fire Lane Vigneault. Sure, fire him, get rid of everybody. But, you know, I think it's... I don't think he's got I that think it, I think it's too early, unfortunately... They kind of just have to ride this one out and hope they make it through on the other side, cross their fingers and, you know, hope that they can, you know, play the rest of the the season out. I mean, when we we were talking about this a few weeks ago, we mentioned that like this stretch of games was going to be really hard. It was going to be really hard for anybody, but it is especially difficult with the key players that the Flyers have lost in this span and have that have not been in the lineup like. Like, realistically, what 
over the past, you know, gauntlet that, that, that they've been through, like, how do you think they would have done anyway? You know, obviously we don't think they'd have been 0-7, but do you think they would have been, you know, 5-2? and two? I don't. I, I think 3-4, and four, and I'm happy with that with the teams they just played, if you had. But I don't even know that. Again, they were starting to suck. And I'm going to tell you guys, I, I think you wished away Knack, and it's been all downhill since, <laughs> since you wished him away. I think you wished away the wrong acronym. Should have been JBR we were wishing away. I did but, not wish him away. I miss yeah. Nick. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember somebody <laughs> saying hockey well. I don't know who that was. He doesn't hockey well, but he looks really good. And he at least, like I said, he had that heart. He had that heart. He, And it's kind of the same thing with Frost. Frost took those two penalties, and one of them cost us the first goal. But at least he was playing with energy and heart and like he was happy to be out there. You could see it on his face. Like the rest of, so many of the players look like, oh shit again. I mean, I don't blame him with the suckiest the team is right now, but that's, that should be like, it's, it's every like little Canadian boy's dream to be on a professional hockey. Well, most of them at least to be on a professional hockey team. The guy I lost that bet to like, he's good, but he's like, I dream about it. He's like, I can't believe any player goes out there and plays like shit. And doesn't at least put 100% into it. He's like, I go into my bar league and I beat the shit out of people. And so you think about everybody that could be on that ice. And again, you're saying there's nobody that's been drafted. You never know. Like, do you remember Billy Leno? Stanley no. Cup 2010. Like, where the fuck did he come from? Nobody knew who he was. And he got out there. What's my cat doing? Um, he got... <laughs> She's like, I see a paw reaching up on the, I'm like, get away from my, get away from my sweater. I see a little paw reaching up. Get away from mommy's sweater. Um, <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> get away from mommy's sweater. Oh. Either that or human traffic cone. Yeah. Human traffic cone. Um, I, just, I just can't stand him. I'm sorry. And I know, like, I feel bad because he seems like a really nice person. Like, he's got a really cute kid. You know, his, <laughs> I, his wife did the funniest interview where she was like, I don't touch his clothes when he's packing. He's such a pain in my ass. He's so pretty. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not shocked. Okay. <laughs> he looks like a pain in the ass to live with. Um, but like I said, he looks like a nice enough guy. But good Lord, put some heart into what you play. But Billy Leno came out of nowhere. I don't even know if he was ever drafted. I don't like if they went in the parking lot and found him or what. But he played with heart. He put his he put 100% into it. And, and other than Giroux, and I feel bad for him, I don't see anybody doing that. So I'm like, bring, you know, bring somebody up from, from Hershey. Or not from Hershey, I'm sorry. I'm from oh. the fans. I'm God, old, so. <laughs> let's, um, let's get into Claude Giroux because there's been a lot of talk about him recently with this yeah. contract being up uh, at the end of the season. Grace, what do you think they do with him? I don't. You know what? It's hard because I'm thinking of it as some, my best friend in the world, a hockey player. I'm thinking about him when I say this. I don't think anyone who's played hockey that long could go without getting a Stanley Cup. Like, he deserves it more than almost any player in the NHL, arguably. He hasn't seen it. He deserves it. I don't blame him if he goes for a team that will give him the chance to raise that cup. And I 
totally, you know what, if that is the decision he ultimately makes, then all the power to him, and I hope that he is able to achieve that. But the other part is, it really is in his hands. I don't think, I mean, obviously, if he decided to do something unforgivable this season, just a specific act, like fighting someone, I don't know. Like, I, then maybe someone might go, you know what, it's time for you to move on. But I think ultimately they'll let him decide whether or not he stays. It's his team. Like, think- I think he has a bigger role on the team than anyone else can. Coaches, other players, GMs, like, obviously they're making the actual moves. But behind all of that is this figure, right? I And I think part of him is going to want to stay in Philly and ride it out for however many years he has left. Not many, but I don't know. That's my two cents. Do do you guys think Fletcher has that in him? I I go back to Ed Snyder dying. None of this crap would have gone on. Like, Giroux would be signed. Simmons would not have been traded. It was a family when Ed Snyder was in charge. And you could have had whatever general manager you wanted. Do you think Fletcher's honestly going to make that effort with Giroux? No, it's his choice. Yeah, I mean, as as of right now, he has a full no move clause, and I think I think it really depends on how the next couple months go. I think if we get past the holidays, maybe um, you know into January, and things don't really look great for this team, it would not shock me if you know Chuck Fletcher went to him and said, you know. You know, do you do you want to stay here? You know, we'd love to give you a chance, you know, somewhere else. You know, you you only have so many years left. Like, you tell me where you want to go, and I will do everything I can to make that happen for you. And then, you know, maybe in the summer when he hits free agency, you know, there can be talks about him coming back. So it wouldn't necessarily be him, quote unquote, leaving for good. But, I mean, you, you do take that risk. I mean, Clojure has publicly stated that he never wants to leave Philadelphia, but I don't know how much of that is what he truly feels or how much of that is just, you know, is what the people want to hear. Because Simmons said the same thing. Simmons wanted to stay here. And Chuck Fletcher traded him away. What did we get for him? Like some pucks and some sticks? Pretty much. Ryan Hartman and uh, sixth round pick or whatever it was. Was it Tyler Pitlick that we got with that pick? Well, we got Hartman was, and then they traded Hartman, Hartman for Pitlick. Hartman who we traded for Pitlick. Oh, okay. I miss Tyler Pitlick. I do too. I don't miss Ryan Hartman, but anyway. Um, There's but yeah, a... Simmons said he wanted to stay. I mean, he cried at that Winter Classic. That's the jersey I have on. That's the sweater I have on. Is his Winter Classic. I don't have the A on it yet. Um, he cried at that game because he knew it was his last game in Philadelphia. And Fletcher still traded him. I don't, I'd love to think that much of Chuck Fletcher that he's going to do that for Claude Drew. I just don't. I just don't. There's part of me that almost wants to have a devil's advocate conversation, which is we've been talking about, Dan specifically, I've listened to your thoughts. Um, Essentially, screw all of you. We need a rebuild. Um, Not so much share to the ground as, the real question here that I've actually been thinking about extensively is would a Claude Giroux exit allow the team to have a sort of reset button? We'd lose someone who has that significant of a role on the team. 
and maybe get the ability to see different guys shine a little bit more, make some more off-season moves like we did last season, get some new blood in there, and restart. I, it's just something I can't help but consider them considering. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I honestly think that's more Fletcher's mindset. Um, forget the fact that Claude Drew wants to stay here and whether, yeah, I mean, he's saying it, whether he means it or whether it's just because it's what he should say as captain of the team. Um, I don't think that part of it is playing into Fletcher's decisions. I just don't. No. He did again. He didn't do it for Simmons, who was, I'm sorry, the heart and soul of his team. When Claude Giroux wouldn't chew ass, it was Simmons doing it. And when you trade that away for basically nothing, I don't think, it wasn't like that was a move that made the team a thousand times better. Like, I understand it's a business. I do. Um, so if they had gotten somebody really good for Simmons, and again, I miss Tyler Pitlick. He was cool, whatever. But it wasn't like they got, a huge piece of the pie for Simmons. So I, I didn't understand that move. I, I just didn't. I didn't think it, I didn't think it was solid. I didn't think it was a solid move. Forget the fact that Simmons was my favorite player at the time. If I just look at that objectively, I don't think it was a good trade. I mean, I guess, so on the, on the one hand, like in, at least in Simmons particular case, it didn't seem like the market was really kind of, hankering for him so his job was really just kind of trying to get whatever he could for him you know I mean the game of general manager is all about you know managing your assets and so that's what he was trying to do at the time but I mean yeah no I I get it it always stinks to see your favorite player go I mean Claude Giroux is my favorite player so if they were to trade him at the deadline like obviously I'd be devastated but you know I understand that it's that it's a business. Chuck Fletcher needs to get yeah. what he can for him, and then if he can come back in the off season, then he can. I had another train of thought that I. If you to love go something, on. let it free. Yes. Oh, yeah. a rebuild. Um, I, I am going to disagree and say that I don't think letting Claude Giroux walk would necessarily like do the retooling thing. I mean, I think at that point you're almost kind of repeating the Hextall plan, just slightly worse. And I think that's because there have been multiple opportunities in the last however many years for all of the young players in, you know, the the system to make that leap forward. And I mean, especially this year, but, you know, when, you know, we're waiting for Konechny to, you know, break out and, and start to get going. You know, we've got Farabee now, Lindblom, and, you know, all of these other players, Wade Allison, Morgan Frost. I mean, if there, if there ever were a time, it is now. But when Claude Giroux is still your top offensive producer at 32 years old, it's, it's not on him. It's the fact that the guys that you have just simply aren't good enough. And I don't think that, like, trading him away just to allow other players to get more playing time is the right move. If you were going to trade him away for the sake of him having to get a shot on another team, 
cool, fine. But I think if if you're going with the former reason as the reason to trade him away, I don't think that's good. I mean, at that point, if you're trading Giroux, you got to trade Couturier, you got to trade JVR, you got to trade Hayes, and basically just go full Ottawa Senators and ice a bunch of AHLers until you get good again. So the official uh, Wayne Simmons trade here, just for uh, reference, uh, Wayne Simmons to the Predators for Ryan Hartman and a 2020 conditional fourth-round pick, which was then traded to acquire Derek Grant. So it was... uh, Grant. Hartman (laughs) got then traded for Pitlick, and that pick got traded for Derek Grant. Derek Grant walked in for agency that year, so the Flyers ultimately got nothing from that, and then uh, Pitlick was traded uh, to... he He walked in for agency, didn't he? Yeah, he went he right walked. to Arizona. So yeah, there he you went go. to Arizona. Got nothing. He willingly the, went to uh, Arizona. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> that's kind of scary. Probably just a life decision, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it is. No. It is nice down there. It's very sunny. No, Katie, I was not middle at all. Of winter. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. My godparents have a house there. It is stunning. Um, the heat gets crazy. Yeah. But it's a dry heat, everybody says. I've been there once. I thought I was going to die. I was like, <laughs> I thought my contact lenses were going to, like, fuse to my eyes. Yeah. No, uh, Katie, going back to my last theoretical, it was more, I recognize that it would quite literally be the stupidest thing for them to do is get rid of their top producer. It's more just, what is management willing to do at this point to get better? And, and what will they explore? Because... They're not going conventional routes at this point. So I'm not quite sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't insinuating that you thought that was a good idea. I was I, was, I, think, I think I think we could all recognize that trading Claude Giroux is a bad idea unless yeah. it's to get him a cup. But um yeah. it chemo. You know, I Yeah, akin to the chemo situation, exactly. I don't think anybody deserves a cup more than chemo did. And Drew is that person now. I mean, it stinks he got it with the Blackhawks. But, yeah, I, I would have liked it with pretty much any other team. Yeah, but literally I, anywhere else. That was the closest I ever came for cheering for a team other than the Flyers. And I just rooted against, who were they playing, Tampa Bay? I just rooted against Tampa Bay. And I may have, you know, cheered when Kimo lifted that cup. <laughs> so I could see them doing, I, I could see Claude Giroux wanting that. I don't think that's why Fletcher would trade him. I just, I don't have that belief in this management right now. Um, I watched that Snow the Goalie podcast with Tarion and dear, I I like stood up and clapped for Chris Tarion watching that. Um, I I, I have a lot of the same feelings for Flyers management right now that Chris Tarion expressed in that Snow the Goalie podcast. That he just thinks (laughs) it's dismal. I have no faith. In anyone except Carter Hart and Martin Jones. I have <laughs> and no Claude Giroux. Anyone... And Claude Giroux. And yeah. Claude Giroux. And you keep leaving my boy out. Why? Your boy. I say, because I say I'm my boy as if he's not a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> grown man, wife, and children. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he also does not look his age at all. By no. the way, Couturier, I want to think that that's a Samson kind of thing. He, like, cut his hair and shaved his beard, and all of a sudden he can't play. Like, grow back. <laughs> grow back, Goose. I don't know who that Delilah was, but grow that shit back. I had a 
two experiences and thoughts the other day at work that I just wanted to share on a less dismal, everything sucks kind of note. Um, the first is that Claude Giroux up close has one of the smoothest faces of any person I've ever seen. His skin looks like a porcelain doll right next to the glass, and it is bizarre, almost pretty. Can you, can you ask him to, to drop his skincare routine? Because I freaking need it. I'm 24 and I'm breaking out like I'm 15 and I don't understand why. I might have to ask him. Um, the second is that I was in, this does not violate my contract. I've had to think about it for a little bit. Um, I was in my changing room on Star Wars night. And besides the Brad Marchand story, which y'all have seen on Twitter, um, this was the second weirdest thing to happen to me all night is that because all the characters had taken the other rooms in our hallway downstairs in that like basement next to the ice, Gritty was left roomless. So Gritty had to change within my room, which he was unhappy about. And the guy beside Gritty walks into a room with this girl who had never seen who Gritty is, takes off his head, drops it on the floor, so Gritty's now decapitated and goes, sorry if this ruins anything for you, and just proceeded to get naked. And it was just strange. Wait, is the guy who plays Gritty, he's naked inside the suit? No, like, I meant more strip off the orange. Oh, 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 oh. I, I don't know why I thought the person Gritty was a woman. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's that's Gritney. Uh, no, I thought like I just did. I have no idea. Have why. you ever seen Gritney? Yes, I have. It's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is what it is like working in game events at the Wells Fargo Center. Brad March tells you he likes your costume, and then you see Gritty just stripped out. You should have thrown a glove at him. Yeah, or licked him. <laughs> Or, uh, or bit his hand. Yeah. Which is the wildest story. <laughs> Katie, did you know that uh, Lamo, whatever his name is, his father also was ejected for biting? No, yes. really? <laughs> They're the only. Was it, was it against Keith Kachuk? I didn't read the article in that close of detail. So okay. I'm not sure. Well, it, Brad Marchand is just, I'm sorry. I, ugh, I can't stand it. Forget the licking. Did you hear what he said about, I mean, I'm not a big Arter, a, a Panarin fan, but he apparently told them nobody in Russia likes you. Dude was getting persecuted in Russia. It's not like it was, you know, um, you know, we don't like you anymore. We would prefer if you, he was getting persecuted in Russia. And that's what Brad Marchand chooses to say to you as trash talk. I mean, I can trash talk with the best of them, but that was just, like, kind of low. Yeah, I, I thought that was a bit, bit below the belt, which is why I, he had every right to throw his glove at him. Yeah, so, yeah. Claude Lemieux did not bite Keith Chuck. Ah, thank you. <laughs> uh, they, bit, did, uh, they did fight, though. Jim Peplinski they- of the Flames in 1986. So, apparently biting runs in the family. Apparently, <laughs> it's a thank proud. You, thank, thank you, all knowing Dan. I know that's scary. You're like the Wade from Kim Possible. Like we just like ask you for like a, a favor, and you're like, I'm on it. <laughs> like his Google must be ten times better than mine. 
you know who you are. You're Giles from Buffy. Just we go back to the library and get new information and go back out. <laughs> I have not. I have not seen that, sadly. That's upsetting. I'm sorry. sorry. You would like it too. Okay. Okay. What is what is it on? It is on Hulu. Oh, I do have that. All right. It is Michelle Geller's very camp. There's queer witches. It's just also very 90s TV show cringe, like teenage show cringe in the best possible way. But then they like grow up and get serious. I don't know. It's a good show. What's everybody, everybody have like that, that shameful little secret TV show? Because mine is Riverdale. <laughs> oh, great choice, Phyllis. Yes. They referenced <laughs> Stephen King. They've got Shankshaw Prison. They did carry the musical. I love that show. Phyllis, I have a personal anger about that show that I experience every day because of how absolutely miserable that writing is. I just it's watch so them sacrifice bad. Archie. It's yeah, so bad. They what? They sacrifice Spoilers. Archie. It's just so bad it's good. I don't know what our listeners watch on TV. You might be spoiled. You spoiled it for me. When I was eight years old, I had to drop out of school to sell drugs to support my nana. <laughs> my nana. Like, yes, but do you know the epic highs and lows of high school football? <laughs> I would uh I would say mine is glee because, you know, <laughs> obvious reasons. I am really embarrassed to say that I'm a huge blow deck fan and I'm embarrassed because I turned 18, got Tinder and matched with Pete and if you've ever seen the show, no! you know that he's like the world's greatest piece of shit. So oh. he he then is like, "You're so beautiful. Meet me. I think I'm being catfish and I'm in like a bubble bath." like up to my chin and he goes no 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 hold on I'm gonna it wasn't on Tinder it was on Bumble so you could call so he calls me through the thing and I open it thinking it's gonna be some like random weird white guy who like has a fascination with below deck and it's his face he's like hello beautiful and I was like there's no way so I'm like dude I can't meet you I don't have a car I'm on vacation but like I'm going to call my mom. Can I screenshot this? He's like, yeah, have a good night. Uh, my friend watches that show. I'll have to tell her that story. Play I'm this not- episode for Oh. <sighs> Before you uh, wrap it up, you want to, I think you got a couple questions here. You want to. Uh... Oh my gosh. I totally <laughs> forgot about the questions. Questions. Uh, this person says, hello, Katie, Grace, and Phyllis. What are the worst and best pickup lines or conversation starters that you have heard? Oh, God. Can men You like jazz? Actually, that's the best one. It is. (laughs) Can can guys please stop DMing me? Can we just put this out, please? I don't want to talk to you. Unless you're Wayne Simmons, unless you're Kenny Chesney, I don't want to talk to you. But, dude, I was in Key West. I had on a Flyers... (laughs) A Flyers cover-up. I have a Flyers tattoo. I wear a gold Flyers charm. I had Flyers earrings on and a Flyers beach bag and beach towel. Guy comes up to me and goes, you Flyers fan? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain fucking obvious. Yes, I am. <laughs> Go away. You don't <laughs> say. Yeah, really. I was like, wow, are you observant or what, pal? Shoo-shoo. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. Anyway. There must be something wrong because Spotify forgot to list you as today's hottest single. 
is my <laughs> one that makes oh me my like to myself. <laughs> oh, oh Lord, I don't me. have a, I don't have a like a specific one off the top of my head. Probably one of those like ones where it's like if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put me and you together or something, or oh. I together or some some dumb shit like that. Or uh, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Heaven, oh Lord, just God's like shut up. <laughs> That's why I want to date a guy who speaks like with that heavy French Canadian accent. <laughs> I won't understand a word they say. I'm like, yes. My uh, my current boyfriend is a firefighter, uh, and he's working his way to becoming a full-time Philly firefighter. I'm very proud of him. He does listen to the pod every single week. Um, he, Thank you, King. He posted, I and we met on Tinder, he posted his like profile picture as him in the fire gear. So I slid up, I slid up with, Ah, I'm in a building. It's burning. Please come. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. <laughs> he thought it was the cutest pickup line ever, and we met the next week. So, all right. If I ever date a firefighter, I will. Yeah. I will use that one. I, I'm bad at pickup lines. I can't really judge others. Yeah, me too. I, Fair I, enough. Rather, like I get. I get two kinds of guys. Guys that like beer uh, on Twitter, at least, and on like Facebook and shit like that and Instagram. Guys that beat around the bush a whole lot. And the guys that say, hey, I'd like to fuck the shit out of you. And not even <laughs> them. Like, like, at least they're honest and straight to the point. I'm like, yeah, I'm interested. I'm really sorry, okay? But yeah, thanks for the compliment, I think. You know, I'm like, thought I'd get a whole lot of big lines. Dan, the train's derailed. Do we have other questions? Well, it's not going to get any better with this next one, so just get ready. <laughs> oh, no, that means Shane's is next. Fuck. <laughs> uh, this person says, Is there such thing as hockey butt? Some months ago, Dylan Larkin had a viral photo shoot with pants that featured hockey butt. In the ladies' opinion, who has the best hockey butt? Yes, yes, great questions. Yes, there is such a thing as a hockey butt. And there Dylan is. Larkin has one of the best. Okay, Patrick Sharp, I'm sorry. I know he was a... I know he was a, 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 a Patrick Sharp is so fucking fine. It's not even funny. And he does have a good hockey butt. I got to tell you, my answer varies from my personal life in which I will tell a tidbit and my actual response to this question in the NHL. So one of the guys on the junior team that I worked with, I was also friends with him and he had the most voluptuous rear end of any person man or woman that I'd ever seen in my entire life and he like even men turn around to stick like straight white older <laughs> fathers turn around to see this man walk away like it is oh amazingly Wesley Westendorf talk. you have the best ass of hockey ass of anyone oh, speak okay on the fly <laughs> gotta be Proby have you seen he has got a I was like whoa they were uh, I want to say it was drip when they were doing the drip pictures, I was like, holy. Yeah, he has a nice butt. Carter Hart has a nice, cute, he's very, he's a cutie. He is a nice, <laughs> he is a nice hockey butt. Now, Provorov's got a dump truck, man. He is, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yo. You broke Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Sorry. We all broke Dan? Sorry. <laughs> Lord. Oh. Any other questions, Dan? 
Uh... <laughs> I think we did break him. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Uh, it's a different question, but it's the same one we got on Flyerside chat. Uh, what is your go-to comfort food when the Flyers look like roadkill on I-95? Cheesecake and rum. Oh, I do love cheesecake. I, re- I really had to think about this question, because you both had different answers for this. Yeah. I would say it depends on the mood. Like, if I'm just, like, sad and I want to be alone, like, I just make myself a cup of ice cream. But... If I want to feel good about myself, then I would make, I, like you, would make mac and cheese. That's the proper answer, yes. When I feel, when I want to feel, like, wholesome and good, and, like, everything, (laughs) when I want to reassure myself that everything will be all right, I make mac and cheese. But when I'm like, no, my life is in despair, the world is ending, I just want to sit on my couch and watch a sad Hallmark movie and cry, ice Uh, cream. And it, mint chocolate chip, specifically. The, the best ice cream flavor. Oh. See, mine would have to go in between Oreos, which are one of my favorite food groups, um, <laughs> and Texas Roadhouse Rolls. But like Ooh. seven baskets of that with Ooh. the honey butter. Oh, yeah. Just to, all, all around my mouth, just so buttery, just so sad. Tears are pouring down my face as I tweet dramatically about everything. Just pure misery. Uh, we're going to talk to restaurants something um outback steakhouse coconut shrimp that's not even the shrimp and onion no the stuff that comes <laughs> with the um the coconut shrimp i don't even know what it is I, I i could just eat that stuff right out of the little thing that it comes in it's like some sort of marmalade i could just eat that stuff pf changs is underrated who as in pf changs uh, we don't have yeah. those right no. I genuinely have never been to a P.F. Chang's. That's so upsetting. It is, like, above Panda Express in quality, but below actual Chinese food from people who know how to make it culturally. Like, yeah, I haven't been to Panda like, Express either. We get Chinese what? food. Just get regular Chinese food. I find a P.F. Chang's. The closest one is Collegeville, looks like. Oh, that's not far from me. Different area. Collegeville, Sorry, Warrington, and... Plum but if your Chinese food doesn't come from a a, a, hole, a hole in the wall, is it really Chinese food? No. No, no Philly food. Um, and that Chinese food, good stuff. Szechuan Four Rivers on race is one of the best places I've ever eaten. Seems like a family business from my understanding. And they have these like scallion chili wontons. That you just want like twelve plates of because it's so garlicky and good. Shout out. That's not where I thought you were going with that. You were like, it seems like a family business, but I thought you were gonna say, but it's actually a friend for something else. <laughs> <laughs> no. But what a story. No, I'm a I'm a foodie. My parents are foodies. They raised me in good restaurants on purpose uh and i have grown a love of it myself so i think i'm gonna start making that a thing shout out local philly restaurants um that are not chains i'll shout out my favorite newark delaware one it's olive tree it's a mediterranean place um stuff is homemade it's locally sourced food love them um they it sounds like olive garden but it's not i I will say i will also shout out it's my it is 
actually my favorite restaurant, period. Uh, but it's a place in Center City. It's an Italian place called Grand Cafe L'Aquila. And is that the place I... that sings to you? No. No. Okay, sorry. There's a <laughs> restaurant where they actually sing opera to you as they give you your food. It, no, that's definitely not this place. Um, okay. <laughs> but it is it is like real authentic Italian food. They have like a sister restaurant in Italy that like they communicate with all the time. Um, they make the gelato in house. Like it is if you love Italian food, like this place will knock the doors off of you. It is hands down my favorite place to go. If any if any listeners on here like wanna wanna impress me, this this is the place where where we'll go. Just just just, up just, throw it, just throw what do you just cheesy pickup lines when you go to the, some Italian place in Center City? <laughs> exactly, exactly. If you're ever trying to get on my good side, take me here. Get me tickets to the Flyers. I laugh. You want on my good side? Show me the tickets. That's really it right now. Boys That's are stupid. Very wise sentiment. Boys are stupid. I can barely That's sell dumb. my tickets. <laughs> Do we have anything else, Dan? No, that was it. Are we broke okay. Does anybody else have any other thoughts? We're at about an hour, so we, but I think some of that was also I bar in our crawl. hour I and one minute. Bar crawl. I got to hear the Thanksgiving bar crawl story. From who? From me? Yeah. It was actually rather underwhelming this year. Sad to say. Um, I think a lot of that was because of like, so like before COVID hit, like it was absolutely wild and then you know last year we didn't have it i think this past year you know how like when you get in a routine of doing something and then one day you just don't do it and then you just don't pick that thing back up again for a while i think that's kind of what happened here uh it was a lot less crowded and stuff at the the place we ended the night was actually very crowded because it was the most popular bar in town but it also took me forever to get a drink which was not enjoyable um but i mean I still had a good time. I saw some people that I knew. I went with my sister and her friends, um, who I am also very friendly with. So, I mean, I still had a good time. But, yes, it was very underwhelming. Oh, that's a shame. Hmm. It was fun. The company was good. That's all I really cared about. Well, I yeah, think I was everybody's holidays. Itchy. Oh, sorry. oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> uh... I, I can't complain. I had dinner with me and my parents, and then I drove to Philly Thanksgiving night. Um, and then I had to watch us lose to the Canes the next day Ugh. while running around and dealing with props, um, which sucked. And then, I don't know, it was no complaints. I got green bean casserole, and it's my favorite food on this earth, which is an unpopular opinion. Uh, it's delicious. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> that yeah. is your favorite food on earth? Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> Katie, I eat it for my birthday. My mom makes it every year on my birthday. You that's literally do? All I I'm eat. so and... sorry. <laughs> yeah, really. Good lord. <laughs> Things I would do. Uh, mine was itchy. Brand new tattoo that's like was twice the size of I, I, Like, seriously, I'm sitting at dinner trying not to go like, I'm like, ah, help me. It was just itchy. Nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, it looks great now, but it was all red and itchy for Thanksgiving. I'm like, all right, whose idea was this? To, like, be in the <laughs> cooking with a brand new tattoo that I did not want to cover. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was it was bad. We got we got five games in seven days coming up. How are we feeling? This is my like the heading of my suicide note. I swear <laughs> to God, I can't do this anymore. Five games in seven days. The downfall <laughs> of Greater. Yeah. yeah. Colorado's gonna kill us. I think Tampa's gonna kill us. Who else do we play? Who else do we lose? <laughs> like we have the we have the Devils and then again, again? Vegas and Arizona. The last two. Tampa, That's Colorado, a... New Jersey, Vegas, Arizona. We might beat Arizona, maybe. If we lose Arizona, that's going to be the <laughs> we're, we're ending it all. We're ending it all that night. Suicide pact. Get your pills ready. That is the worst thing I can imagine. Well, Vegas kind of sucks these days, too, don't they? Or oh, they whatever. They're, they I mean, Vegas, Vegas sucks in the same way that the pens suck. You know? Yeah. And maybe not necessarily right now because the Pens are doing like pretty well. But you know, like in the past couple of seasons, the Pens have looked really underwhelming, mm-hmm. and then they always just find a way to figure it out. Yeah, like As that's what's going to happen with the Golden Knights. I-, I liked the Golden Knights when Ryan Reeves was on them. It just broke my heart to have all that hot get traded to the rare whatever sign with the Rangers because he has got to be like I- I'm not ever taking a look a good look at his butt, but his tattoos like <laughs> render me speechless, and I'm like. Oh. Ranger? A ranger? Really? God. My friend just texted me saying that she got tickets to, to the... She lives in Phoenix. She got tickets to the Flyers-Coyotes game next Saturday. <laughs> oh, no. Like, Does literally just came in on my phone. You know that... She should know that what she's witnessing might affect someone's life. She could be witnessing history. <laughs> like, this is the last straw for me as a Flyers fan. I swear to God, if we lose to Arizona... Just everything else. Okay, if we're turning in our fan cards, who are you? Who are you picking up? What team are you rooting for, Phyllis? I don't know if you can answer this one because you kind of you got the tattoo. Montreal. It would have to for me. Yeah, it would have to be Toronto because of Simmer. I, I absolutely adore him. So I love the Canadians, and I make no apologies for screaming and jumping up and down when they made it into the finals last year. I I love that group of people. I think they're amazing hockey players. I love that team, and Mark Bergevin's gone, so now I don't have to feel guilty about it. Oh, is that why you want Danny Breer to be their general manager? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Two things in one place. Best of all worlds. What is this, Hannah Montana? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Danny Briere was the GM of the Canadian, absolutely give me a blonde wig and tell me to spin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I would root for. I mean, I guess I'd I might I might say the Islanders because that's who my dad roots for. <gasps> my, da- my dad's my dad's from Long Island. Um. So I kind of I kind of feel a little obligated, but if I wanted to go outside the box, I would say Anaheim. I am likely going to be interning there my senior year because I have family that I can live with out there. So that's like where I'm trying to get in for my full <laughs> semester of internship. I also have a soft spot for Anaheim. I don't hate them. Do- I'm very going to be doing this podcast across the country. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. baby. I think Dan fell asleep. <laughs> Dan's telling us to wrap it up. 
Okay, okay. All right. Before before we wrap it up, I just want to give a really quick shout out to my coworkers, Jim and Addison, who I told about this podcast, and now they are they are patiently awaiting the next episode because I told them that it was coming out. So thank you guys for tuning into the show. Okay, Woo! that's all I got. Family all right. Friend. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Uh, Grace, where can the people find you? They can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Grace Rudick. Fellas, where can the people find you? Instagram and Twitter, FlyersFan1129. Oh, and I think that just about does it. And you can and you can find me on Twitter <laughs> oh, at Claude Giroux, but the a, the a in Claude is a four. <laughs> Ouch, Grace, really doing me dirty there. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Damn. No, Dan, no, Katie, you and I. I'm getting yeeted off my own show. Dan! Dan got yeeted too! Fuck, I suck. Ah, you're great. That was too good. (laughs) (laughs) Am I really drinking during this podcast? I, I was, my drink is gone. Almost. Sadly, I have to open another bottle.